0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa. The heartbreaking photo she's releasing today of Kobe and daughter, Gigi. And moment of impact. The final seconds of Kobe Bryant's doomed flight. Caught on a home surveillance camera then man on a ledge. Tell that person not to jump. High-rise Inferno. And the accused wife
2: killer who tried to take his own life. He's being treated in a hyperbaric chamber for carbon monoxide poisoning.
3: Typically a patient would sit here and receive 100% oxygen through a mask.
2: Plus Super Bowl lockdown
1: by land, sea and air.
4: No aircraft in the area within a 30 mile radius.
1: Then the coronavirus mercy flight arrives home and anger from the americans left behind
5: i guess some people's lives are worth more than others and
1: welcome to hq thank you deborah on the road with
3: mayor pete you solve the pronunciation problem
1: (laughs) plus down he goes The dude who fainted on the Antiques Roadshow. You okay? I've never seen that happen before. And special Inside Edition Super Bowl correspondent, Sailor Brinkley Cook. On the field with the cheerleaders. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norval.
3: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We haven't heard from Kobe Bryant's widow since that terrible helicopter crash. But today, Vanessa Bryant changed the profile picture on her Instagram account to this touching photo of Kobe and their daughter, Gigi, sharing a hug. All of this happening as investigators are looking at security videos from near the crash site, including one that recorded audio of the moment of impact.
2: New video shows Kobe Bryant's doomed helicopter just minutes from disaster. You can see the chopper disappear into the clouds. 13 minutes later, home security cameras captured the sound of the helicopter passing over this neighborhood. Then, the moment of impact. The wreckage of the downed helicopter has now been airlifted out of the crash site and transported on the back of a truck for further investigation. Last night, Stephen Colbert, who lost his father and two brothers in a plane crash in 1974, shared a poignant bond with Kobe's family.
6: Personally, I wanna send my love and my prayers to Kobe's family and to all of these families and know that there is something on the other side of this grief.
2: Colbert is calling for all helicopters to be fitted with black box recorders so the exact cause of accidents can be discovered.
6: Why compound their misery with mystery about what happened to their loved ones?
2: And Kobe's former Laker teammate Rick Fox, ex-husband of Vanessa Williams, is speaking out about the false reports that oh, said he was also aboard the helicopter.
7: Um, my family went through, in the midst of all of this, something I couldn't have imagined them experiencing. Um, I spent time talking to my kids for about 45 minutes as this was all happening.
2: Basketball great Shaquille O'Neal led fans in a Kobe chant as he left the Staples Center. One more
5: time. Kobe! Kobe!
2: Kobe! Kobe! Kobe's love for his four daughters is inspiring fathers across America.
4: Without hesitation, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad.
2: Now the hashtag #GirlDad is trending on social media. The outpouring is extraordinary. More than 100,000 men have posted photos with their daughters. America's girl dads include presidents Obama, Clinton, and George W. Bush. Also, Adam Sandler, Alex Rodriguez, Bruce Willis, Jamie Foxx, and Chris Rock. Girl dad Ira Schofel has three daughters.
7: Being a father of a daughter. Uh, we daughters, is, is an enormous responsibility, but it's also a gift.
3: In 2006, the National Transportation Safety Board unsuccessfully asked regulators to require that all helicopters be equipped with terrain avoidance warning systems. The Doom Chopper did not have one. It's estimated nearly 300,000 people are flocking to the Miami area for this Sunday's Super Bowl, and every single precaution is being taken to keep people safe. Megan Alexander is in Miami with the latest.
4: They're keeping the Super Bowl safe on land, the sea, and in the air. Great, thank you. The Miami-Dade Police Department invited me to join them in the skies over the city. There it is, Hard Rock Stadium, home of Super Bowl 54. Now, law enforcement tells us there will be a 30-mile radius no-fly zone on Sunday. Starting at 9 a.m., no drones. At one hour before kickoff until one hour after the game, no manned aircraft. Military aircraft will be on standby should anyone or anything enter the area. The U.S. Coast Guard is monitoring Miami's waterways.
0: So our biggest challenge for Miami is the amount of boats. If you have so many boats, it's hard to figure out
4: who's doing what and what's going on. Thanks for letting me come along. Absolutely. I hopped aboard and saw firsthand how they pull over any suspicious vessels.
2: You can tell there's no uh, state licensing numbers on the front of the boat the paperwork that we do have for them is showing that it's expired.
4: Now we're entering um, a zone that unique to Super Bowl week, they have closed off Miami Bayfront Park. You can pass through on your boat, but you cannot linger. That's just one more security precaution being put in place here in Miami. The massive security operation also includes bomb sniffing dogs and thousands of cameras all over Miami monitored 24-7 at this command center.
8: The men and women of the real-time crime center are here observing those cameras and providing real-time information to our first responders out there on the street to ensure that our community is safe.
3: Something happens in Miami you know about it. Correct. The security also extends to teams social media accounts. Earlier this week as many as a dozen NFL teams Twitter accounts were hacked. Chinese officials today announced that more than 6,000 people have been diagnosed with the coronavirus an announcement that comes as a plane load of Americans evacuated from China arrived home. It's a mission that has sparked frustration among some who were not on the plane.
7: They're back in the good old USA. The chartered plane carrying Americans from the stricken Chinese city of Wuhan touched down in California today. Buses transported them to military barracks on the base where they'll be quarantined for at least three days. Jared Evans was on the plane. I'm currently at the base here being held
6: and screened. As you can see, the dormers are behind me. Uh, people are being screened over there at this time. Uh, We are safe and we are sound and happy to be on America's soil. They could be at the base for up to two weeks. So we think uh, that the base uh, is probably the most comfortable accommodation that we could find for them.
7: Unfortunately, many Americans like this woman find themselves trapped in Wuhan.
5: A lot of people were asking me why I didn't get on the plane back to America, and that's because it was made for government officials, because I guess some people's lives are worth more than others.
7: U.S. citizen Megan Monroe is keeping a video diary about life in Wuhan, ground zero of the coronavirus outbreak.
5: I'm gonna make some salsa to remind me of California.
7: Get this, Megan is originally from the city of Corona, California. California. Another American ventured out to buy groceries in Wuhan and found mostly empty shelves. The cast of Lord of the Dance canceled all eight scheduled appearances in Beijing. The concerned residents of this town built a brick wall to block outsiders who may be infected. And robot room service is delivering meals to guests quarantined in this hotel.
3: SEVERAL AIRLINES, INCLUDING AMERICAN, UNITED, AND BRITISH AIRLINES, HAVE ALL CANCELLED FLIGHTS TO AND FROM CHINA. THE WORLD HEALTH ORGANIZATION WILL BE MEETING AGAIN TOMORROW TO reevaluate ITS DECISION NOT TO DECLARE THIS A PUBLIC HEALTH EMERGENCY. OTHER NEWS TODAY, MURDER SUSPECT PHOTOS DULOS REMAINS IN CRITICAL CONDITION AFTER YESTERDAY'S SUICIDE ATTEMPT, MADE THE SAME DAY HE WAS DUE IN COURT FOR A BAIL HEARING THAT MIGHT HAVE RESULTED IN HIM GOING BACK BEHIND BARS. TODAY HE'S BEING TREATED IN A HYPERBARIC CHAMBER. And we've got to look at what that's like.
2: Accused wife killer Fotis Dulos remains in critical condition after attempting suicide at his Connecticut mansion. The dramatic effort to save his life was broadcast live on local television. This photo shows a tube attached to the exhaust. Police said it fed the carbon monoxide fumes directly into the car. This woman, believed to be his new girlfriend, was grocery shopping when she returned home to the shocking scene. The paramedics detected a pulse in the ambulance and the suspect was flown by helicopter to New York City. Dulos was taken here to the Jacoby Medical Center in the Bronx, which has a renowned hyperbaric treatment facility. It's been reported that he's on life support, and even if he survives, it's unclear whether he will suffer from permanent brain or organ damage. How does this work? In so, 2009, Diane McInerney got a look inside the same hyperbaric chamber now
4: being used to save Dulos' life. The door alone weighs about 700 pounds and it could fit up to nine people. Typically a patient would sit here and receive 100% oxygen through a mask.
2: Dulos is charged with murdering his wife, Jennifer, the mother of his five children, eight months ago. He was out on $6 million bail, but feared it might be revoked, apparently leading to his suicide attempt. Doulos' attorney just visited his client. His medical condition is dire. I look back and wonder what I missed.
3: The Hartford Current newspaper reports police actually notified Jennifer Doulos' mother, who was taking care of the children, that Fotos Doulos was dead. They then called back to correct the information. More drama at the impeachment trial in Washington today, with both sides arguing that if witnesses should be called to testify, Democrats want to hear from former National Security Adviser John Bolton. He's being attacked today by the president and his team. We got reaction to all of this from presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg, who I caught up with on the campaign trail outside Des Moines. John Bolton is under attack today, slammed by the president's, president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, for his tell-all book, which has thrown the impeachment trial into turmoil. That's
0: classic backstabber.
3: The president is also lashing out at Bolton, tweeting today that he fired Bolton because, if I listened to him, we would be in World War Six by now.
8: It seems that just about everybody who works for this president either regrets it or has something damning to say.
3: Now Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg is among those calling for Bolton to testify at the impeachment trial.
8: If this president is innocent. Why are they working so hard to suppress witnesses and evidence? Shouldn't witnesses and evidence help show that the president's innocent?
3: I caught up with Mayor Pete at his campaign headquarters in Des Moines.
8: There's a lot of adrenaline. We've been doing this for more than a year now, and we're less than a week away from that critical, critical day of the Iowa caucus.
3: With just five days to go, he's pulling out all the stops, crisscrossing the state on a campaign blitz, and his teams made it easy to pronounce his name. You solved the pronunciation problem. (laughs) How helpful has this sticker been? You know, it's great.
8: It uh, helps people figure out how to say it. Um, You got some good news from the latest polls. What does that tell you? We are in a position to succeed, but the polls go up or down. You don't want to get too caught up in that, because, you know, a lot of folks are making up their minds just in these last few days. That's why we're racing across the state, holding town hall events, giving speeches, making sure that I'm connecting with voters.
3: How important is victory in this state for the overall? Campaign.
8: We have to perform well here in Iowa, because there's a lot of talk about uh, who's good at winning elections. But this is the first chance to show versus tell that we have a winning message for 2020.
3: You can see our full interview with Mayor Pete Buttigieg on our website, InsideEdition.com. There are all kinds of reactions to appraisals on Antiques Roadshow, but never one like this. Let's trend on a guy that actually falls to the ground in a faint when he hears how much that Rolex watch is worth.
7: This guy with the long gray hair brought his Rolex watch on Antiques Roadshow. Look what happens next. A watch like this at auction is worth about
5: $400,000. <laughs>
7: you okay? He's fine, but when he got back on his feet, things got even crazier. Your watch at auction today, five hundred dollars to $700,000. Peter Plains We're is the appraiser who delivered the amazing news. He just went flat on the ground, which I've never seen that happen before, and it was just
8: it was unbelievable.
7: The Antiques Roadshow was in North Dakota when this Air Force veteran named Dave showed off his Rolex. He said he purchased the watch in 1974 for just $345.97. Look, he still had the receipt. The watch was in pristine condition.
1: After I got out of the service, I had other watches I wore and I just put this one into a safety deposit box. It stayed there for
7: 30 or 40 years. Why is it it so valuable? This particular Rolex is a similar model to the legendary Paul Newman watch, which fetched nearly $18 million at auction two years ago. What is it about that model that makes it so valuable? I think it's probably the finest example of that model in the world. I I don't think there's a better one that exists. Now Dave has his own Rolex story to tell. So who can blame him for being knocked off his feet? (laughs)
3: <laughs> Dave says he originally bought the Rolex to wear scuba diving, but he decided it was so nice he should just tuck it away. Smart decision. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Next Man on a Ledge. You tell that person not to jump. High Rise Inferno. And Special Inside Edition Super Bowl correspondent, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Yeah. On the field with the cheerleaders. Yeah. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, we'll be right back.
3: It was life imitating art when a Los Angeles high-rise apartment building caught fire turning into a real-life towering inferno. The images are heart-stopping, including this moment of a man inching across a ledge to get away from the flames.
7: Fire erupts in a Los Angeles high-rise. A massive fireball of red-orange pours out from condo units.
8: We do have jumpers. I repeat, we do have jumpers. Tell that person not to jump.
7: There are reports of frightened residents wanting to jump. Look, that's a man scaling his balcony fleeing flames. He's six stories high and hanging on to a two-inch ledge that's burning hot. A firefighter rushes up a ladder to his aid. The building is 25 stories high and is in the heart of Brentwood. More than a dozen residents made their way to the roof to be airlifted. In this airlift, a firefighter brings dogs to safety. Once the firefighter's back on the ground, you can see the dogs being reunited with their relieved owner. Eric Kaya says the fire was so fast moving, he didn't even have time to put on his shoes. And then I just watched my apartment burn down, and there's literally nothing left to it. Incredibly, this is the same building that caught fire seven years ago. Several people were injured in that fire, including a mom and her young daughter. There are eight reported injuries in today's Inferno that firefighters say is suspicious.
8: We do have jumpers. I repeat,
6: we do have jumpers.
3: Here in New York, another distraught woman on the witness stand describing the time she says she was sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein.
5: Harvey Weinstein faced another accuser in court today. Aspiring actress Dawn Dunning took the stand and said Weinstein put his hand under her skirt during a meeting in a hotel room about a possible movie role. The actress said she had several meetings with Harvey Weinstein to discuss her career. She testified about one particularly creepy encounter where she said that Weinstein tried to talk her into having a threesome with another woman. She laughed thinking he was joking, but then he started screaming at her saying that she would, quote, never work in this business. This is how the industry works. She's told the story before in an interview with NBC News. He just cut right to the chase and said, these are contracts for my next three films. I'll sign them, but I want you to have a threesome with me and my assistant. Dunning testified that during his tirade, Weinstein named other actresses he claimed had gotten ahead because of what they were willing to do, including Charlize Theron and Selma Hayek. He was screaming, he was a big guy, and he was towering over me. I was really scared, she said. After the hotel incident with Weinstein, Don Dunning says she stopped
3: acting. We reached out to Selma Hayek and Charlize Theron, but did not hear back. Previously, Ms. Hayek has accused Weinstein of sexual harassment, calling him a monster. Theron has said that Weinstein has spread rumors about them having sex. Harvey Weinstein has denied all allegations of non-consensual sex. We'll be back. The NFL cheerleaders are practicing for Sunday's Super Bowl, and our special correspondent got a chance to join the squad. She's a former Dancing with the Stars contestant, and now
4: Sailor Brinkley-Cook is finding out what it takes to be an NFL cheerleader. Oh, my
5: gosh. I'm going to cry.
4: Inside Edition's special Super Bowl correspondent got some tips from the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders. They showed Sailor some of their spirited moves that you'll see in Sunday's big game.
5: We do a touchdown celebration at every game, and so we wanted to teach you a little bit of that.
4: Sailor proves she's got all of the right moves. I also got a crash course in cheering with the San Francisco 49ers cheerleaders. Smile on the lips and hands on the hips. Smile on the lips, hands on the hips. I can do that. That's some fierce competition.
3: Go Niners! When we come back, the fastest jump roper in the West. Finally today, contrary to what you might be about to think, we did not speed up this video.
7: Look at him go. This teen's feet move with incredible speed. You can barely see the rope as he smashes his own speed jump record of 30 seconds.
3: And that is talent. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.
6: Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of The Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you